0: Got three people down there, the ball's up in the air. Caught. Touchdown. Caught by Westbrook for a touchdown. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to a And when no am it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly a buffs with my Colorado swag. My Colorado. Swag. Welcome into the DMBR Buffs podcast presented by the American Raptors. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, another piece of bad news today. It just kind of keeps happening. Um, Mark Perry is entering the transfer portal. Um, I feel like this is kind of like the delineation point. Uh, If nobody else transfers, then I think in terms of just like the guys leaving CU, you can kind of live with it. Um, if more guys are gone, then this is uh, that's that's where it crosses the line to getting pretty ugly. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. I'm not sure how you guys feel. Um, but I'm going to lay out what I think. Uh, definitely sucks to see Mark Perry go though, and uh, that's going to be the main topic of discussion today. Uh, worth noting though that the basketball team rescheduled its game the game against Oregon uh for Monday like a week from yesterday so that's uh, obviously a great sign um the the game was originally t- going to be played this Thursday I believe with the Oregon State game on Saturday um so something like that and pretty close to those days now the now I'm overthinking it um but Uh, The Oregon State game, the second part of that back-to-back there, um, second part of the road trip, not back-to-back, but uh, that has not been rescheduled, but that is probably going to be on the way here pretty soon. The Oregon game, though, only pushed back about five days. Obviously, that means the Buffs are hopeful that they're going to be ready to play. I mean, they wouldn't have scheduled a game for when they don't think they'll be ready to play. Um, so it does seem like this little COVID issue is close to passing. Um, and, and that's obviously exciting cause it's been a long break. What well, it's been a, it's been a week since the Kansas game was canceled. And there's been a few days of, well, there was like a couple days off, obviously between that and the last game. So what is are We coming up on 10 days off and it's just going to climb another six or so. That's just weird. That's just really weird in a college basketball season um it's tough to think that it's a good thing right to to fall out of a rhythm like that at the same time I guess it's it's not like they were super hot, you know it's not like everybody was was all over the internet saying, oh, this is the year for the buffs they've they've really got it all figured out It's like ah, no, they they're they're able to find a way through fight their way to a couple wins, but who knows. I mean, y- you hope that they're able to turn this into something positive. I don't know how exactly that would work though. Um All right, let's just jump into Mark Perry. Um Mark Perry announces he's transferring and uh that's a big loss. I mean, you're you're losing a starting safety. Um Let's talk more about mark first so what mark comes in he's playing the star role behind davion taylor in the 2019 season um doesn't get in a lot makes a couple plays when he is on the field um but it isn't until 2020 that he becomes basically a full-time starter and i mean that's it's impressive um i think that You know, this season, Mark really did grow significantly, kind of into the player that I think people had hoped that he would be from the jump, Um, and I think that obviously having those sorts of expectations, I mean, what what percentage of college football players are playing their best ball right when they get to campus, like Trevor Lawrence did, and, and some of those guys did, like it's possible, but it's very rare, and it's a little bit more likely that in your second year you get to that level and even more likely that it's in your third year and even more likely than that than it's in your fourth year. And because of the way that Colorado's roster is constructed, Mark Perry kind of fell into a bunch of playing time. And again, th- there was reason to be excited. And I think that it's It's easy to justify playing somebody like Mark Perry when he's young when you know that he has all the tools and you know that he's he's kind of on that path to being an impact player. And you think you can probably microwave that development just a little bit by giving him reps, and I think that they probably did um at the same time though you know there were points where where he struggled, and I've talked to him about those, and he's admitted that the that that is a thing that happens. In this last season, though, he really started to get rid of those those bad plays and started making more good plays. I mean, what he had three interceptions in the last four games of the season. Um, There's a lot to like about what he was doing at the end of the year, and a lot of reasons to think that with two years of eligibility left, that he could be one of the impact players for Colorado going forward. You know, that was just the trajectory, and I think that you know if he wasn't thrown into the starting lineup in 2020 and, you know, that this season was his first year as a starter, then maybe some of those misconceptions not misconceptions, because he did play poorly at points. Um but but those kind of preconceived notions that the, the narrative around Mark Perry would be much different. Um and it's not his fault that that he played before he was totally ready to play. It's the state of Colorado football, right? Like there there was no safety in front of him who was blocking him from playing time. And what, was Aaron Maddox kind of that guy? Um, in theory, if he hadn't transferred, um, and even that's like obviously competition because Aaron Maddox wasn't head and shoulders better or anything like that. Um, and I think that by now, Mark Perry is obviously the better player. Um, it's just the way things unfolded, um, and, and he got that tag that I don't think was deserved, Um Point is, he's turning himself into a really good football player, really smart kid, obviously super talented, and you, you wish him the best, first of all, but you do, you do say that it stings for Colorado to, to be losing him, especially at this point, when you've gone through the, the legwork of developing him, and now he's a good safety. Now he's a safety you want on the field. Um, just tough timing. Especially when you look at who else they have at the position and say they're probably, you know, you're going to see a lot of Trevor Woods, going to see quite a bit of Tyron Taylor. Um, these young guys are going to get a chance to play, and hopefully they make the most of it. And I do think that you probably expect to, to see a transfer safety um, for a couple of reasons. I mean, first of all, just because you know that You don't want to be banking on this many young guys to play so many reps, but also because if you're reaching out to safeties and saying, hey, we know that you've got an offer to Texas or whatever, but look at Texas's safeties and look what we've got here. You should have a lot of playing time and we can't guarantee it to you. Um, We know that we like these young guys, but I mean, look, if you can't beat them out, then what are you doing at Texas anyway? Um, So, there's that as well. Um it stings. It does sting. And I think that this is pretty clearly like the, the number two most painful transfer for Colorado in this, this off season. What well, it's the tenth transfer since November. Um and Christian Gonzalez is going to be the most painful just because that's a guy who's what, fourteen months away? 15 months away from heading to the NFL. Uh yeah, that that's a pretty clear number 1, but Mark Perry being a, s- a starter on this team is a pretty clear number 2, especially because he's he's becoming an upperclassman. He he has 2 years left and those should be b- his best ball. Yeah, um just to run through the other transfers, uh, they lost uh, the tight end Alec Pell, uh, defensive lineman Jaden Simon, receivers Chris Carpenter, Keith Miller, Levante Chenault, um, safety trust in Oliver, linebacker Zephaniah Mea, and uh, running back Ashad Clayton. You know, just running through, like, obviously Mark Perry has done more than any of those guys. Uh you know, Jaden Simon had four tackles this season. Levante Chenault's made some plays. A shot Clayton rotated in sporadically over the last couple of seasons. Um, but they haven't really lost many real contributors, um, which is kind of the silver lining. And on top of that, I mean, you look at where these guys are going. Um, six of the ten have new homes, um Ashad Clayton's going to Tulane. Uh Trustin Oliver's going to Central Arkansas. Chris Carpenter is going to UTSA. Uh Jaden Simons going to Tulsa. Uh Keith is going to Texas A&M Commerce D2. Um I mean you're not Christian Gonzalez is going to go to a power five school. Like we know that. Mark Perry, I'm curious to see where he lands. Um obviously hoping for the best for him. Um, but you know, you do look at those six and say it's not like they're getting the Buffs are getting poached by the best teams. No, the the Buffs lost some guys who didn't have playing time at Colorado and went to smaller schools to get playing time. Other than Christian Gonzalez and Mark Perry, and, you know, again, just we say this so often, especially now that there's another transfer every week or two. But the uh, the idea that Colorado should probably want to see 10 to 12 transfers. Well, now you've hit that 10 number. You you don't want to see it go too much past that. Otherwise, you're just you're digging for scraps in the portal trying to fill out a roster. You're looking for 10 to 12 transfers. You just don't want it to be any of the 10 to 12 really core guys on your team. Um and I think Mark Perry is one of those. Um You know, you you lose Christian Gonzalez, he's probably number one on your list of guys who you didn't want to lose. But if you lose him and you hold on to everybody else who you're wondering about, everybody else who you you want to see stick around, everybody else who should be a big-time contributor going forward, you know, you can look at that and say, hey, it's Colorado. We saw this season that just happened. We know what the circumstances are. We expected to to have a loss in the portal. You lose Christian Gonzalez and you say, it really sucks, but if if it's just Christian Gonzalez, you, you can try to make it work. You lose Mark Perry, and it's like, eh, this is really close to being pretty ugly. Um, I'm still not ready to declare this like a loss in the transfer portal season. Um, I do think that It's obviously trending that way. Um, To to keep it from being a loss, you need to get some, maybe not big names, but talented players out of the portal. You know, so far the Buffs have only landed Maddox Cop, the quarterback that they were into, um, who wound up going to Houston. For whatever reason, decided to transfer out and go to Colorado. That's a good pickup. And, you know, if you say, like, where would... Uh, Maddox, cop fit on the list. I think you know you'd you'd rather have him probably than Zefnai Maya and Trustin Oliver and Keith Miller. uh He he can neutralize one of these decent losses. I'm not sure that he neutralizes the Mark Perry loss, um, but you're just looking for a couple more talented players who can neutralize those losses, just so that you can't look at this and say this is a this is a net negative. For the buffs, um, losing Christian Gonzalez though that puts you significantly behind the eight ball. Mark Perry means you gotta you gotta catch up to that loss, and then you've got to add another starter on top of it. Um, again, this isn't press the panic button time, I don't think, but you're closing in on it. I, I think you're you're probably one more away. I mean, just to throw a name out there, what you lose Terrence Lang to the portal. Or you lose Jalen Sami to the portal, or you lose—I mean, Brendan Rice obviously to the portal. Uh, you're getting to the point where you could be saying this is this is really bad. Um, you know, if you if you lose Makai Blackman um, or even Nigel Bethel, really, and I don't think there's any reason to expect those guys to leave, but the buffs are kind of teetering. I think and. I think it's going to be tough for them to turn this into a good transfer portal season or, and even probably to turn into a neutral uh, transfer season. But if you lose one more, it's tough to believe that you're anything but doomed when it comes to just the final accounting on the in and out um, of this part of the game. Um, yeah, I think that that's kind of the majority of my thoughts there. Uh, Real quick, Breckenridge Brewery, they do great stuff, they give us great beers, and we really appreciate that, and we want to remind you guys that you should be drinking their beers, they're really good, you can pick them up wherever you go, whether it's grocery store, liquor store, whatever, you can get your hands on this stuff in all sorts of different ways, use the Beer Locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website, they'll tell you exactly where to go to pick up whatever beer that you're trying to, to try, and uh They've also got the seltzers, the good company hard seltzers. They're really good. They've got the lemonade flavors as well. Just check them out because they support all sorts of different sports here. You know, they've got the restaurant and ball arena. They have a deal with the buffs. Um, they, They really add to the sports community around here, and that's why we like to support them. Also, the NFL season is winding down. The playoffs will be here before you know it. And at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, the offers are getting even more amazing. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Don't miss out on this action. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also get NFL action with same-game parlays. You can combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code DMVR, and bet just $5 $5 on any NFL team and win $200 in free bets if they're victorious. That's promo code DMVR this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, before we get out of here, let's talk... I guess about the secondary, mostly about the safety spots and how those are going to work. Um, But real quick, might as well say with the cornerbacks, you're kind of set still. That's still a pretty good group. Makai Blackman is one of the better corners in the Pac-12. He's your number one. Nigel Bethel looked really good in what the the four games or so that he played before getting hurt out for the season. Um, So with those two, that's a solid duo. I guess maybe you have some injury concerns, considering what happened with Nigel, considering that Makai's missed some time at various points in his career. Um, but there's your top two. The way that this defense is structured, you have that star position, which is it can be used with linebackers. There's a lot of safety there. I think it's going to be cornerback heavy this year, um, just like it was the beginning of last year. You know, when they wanted to get all those corners on the field and have all that coverability. I guess, really, it just depends on what the other team is showing you. If they're going super heavy and just trying to bully you, then you probably don't run three corners. But when the Buffs are trying to, you know, they're airing on the side of what they are best at, what gets the most talent on the field, I think that you say probably not a third safety and probably a third corner. You know, I think Nico Reed is probably the... the top of the list for that third cornerback spot, Um, but I mean, you get Jalen Stryker back. Uh, Kalen Moore is obviously, he played well last year. Tyron Taylor, you know, he played a lot of safety at the end of the season, but could he be more more of a corner this season? Um, I'm not really sure, but it's going to be interesting. I think the reason Tyron Taylor would be more intriguing is just because he's the one corner that still has some length. I guess Jalen Stryker does too. Um, But that way, when you, you go three corners, you bump probably McKay into the slot and then have him play outside, put that length to use. Um, They've got options though. And I'm not too worried about them at cornerback. I am worried about safety because you're in kind of a dire position, right? Um you get Isaiah Lewis back and that's going to be incredibly valuable. Um he's a veteran player. I think that he he has his limitations. I you know, he's not an all Pac-12 type of safety, but he does his job well. You play him in the box and you're going to be just fine. Who do you put at the back end of this defense? You know, do you want Chris Miller back there. I think that he's probably, in terms of the names, he's probably the second name along with Isaiah Lewis. Um, but it's just so hard to expect anything from him because he's been hurt pretty consistently throughout his career in Boulder. Now, if he gets healthy this season, yep, he's he's very much a factor in this rotation. I think that he makes a lot of sense at that star position And he could probably beat out some of those younger corners and and turn that into kind of like when, when the buffs are at their best, it's with Chris Miller in there at the star. Um, again, with the health troubles though, it's my, my my policy has been don't expect anything from him. If you get something that's great. Um, and maybe you got to tweak that a little bit and say, we need this to go right. Considering the circumstances. Um, as I mentioned before, we've seen a lot of Trevor Woods out there. And I think that that will continue. I think that he is going to be a piece of this rotation somehow. Um, whether he's the third safety in, whether he can take a starting job, I'm not sure. But it'd be a surprise to see him on the bench. Um, you look at Torin Pittman, who has now been on campus, what? Was he... he's yeah, he was he was in the Mel Tucker class, um, but very talented. Six four, one ninety, rangy. I, I think that it could be kind of hit his tur- turn to step up, um, because of the COVID year. He's technically like a red shirt freshman, I believe, but uh, he'd typically be like a, a red shirt sophomore um, this season. And you know, again, that's kind of time to. Start seeing if you have something there. Um, I think that that is definitely one of the spots you look. Um, From there, I mean, we haven't seen a lot of these guys. Curtis Appleton, who might be done now, I think of it. Uh, Ray Robinson, Anthony Lyle. Uh, Again, you have Isaiah Lewis. And he is kind of that... He can play strong safety. He could play that star spot. I don't love him at free safety, kind of back there deep. But you have one piece right there. Now, with Tyron Taylor, with Trevor Woods, do you have a young guy who could pop? Torrin Pittman very much in that category. We just haven't seen as much of him. You could have somebody who could pop, and you say, oh, wow, good thing we have a reason to put him on the field. There's a real silver lining in this whole situation. It's a bit of a long shot for it to go that far, but, you know, you have that possibility. Chris Miller honestly might fit kind of into that category. I think that you probably expect to to see him miss a significant portion of the season and you build your plans accordingly, but who knows? Maybe he does finally get healthy, and and again, I, I like him. It's a tough situation for him because I think in the star role and the strong safety role, you know, the more that you can get him up close to the line of scrimmage, let him use that speed and coverage against tight ends and against slot receivers. That's where I think he probably has the most success, but that's also where there's a lot more traffic. And that's, that's where there's going to be more contact than if you put him at the back end of the defense and let him just, just roam the middle of the field. Um, And so, so I don't know what you do there. Um, but he's another option. Again, I think that this is a situation where you, you you look to the portal and you say, we can maybe not necessarily offer you a starting job, but say that you're going to be a pretty heavy favorite to land one of these starting jobs. And in particular, you want somebody who plays that center field fielder role. I think with all of these guys, um, except for maybe Torin Pittman, um. Yeah, except for maybe Torin Pittman, Pittman, I think that you probably see all these guys more as a box safety. Um, And that doesn't mean they can't do both. They're all cross-trained at both, and maybe Tyron Taylor fits a little bit better in that deep spot than anybody else. But uh, that's the one that I'm looking to patch up in the portal. I'm looking to find somebody who can play free safety, somebody... I mean, in a perfect world, they're incredibly fast. They're very long. They're 6'2", 6'3", maybe even 6'4", like Torrin Pittman. And they're just lanky and can get their hands on the ball, break up passes, make some plays, and just have a bunch of range back there. if they can get up and, and muck things up in the running game, then that's great. But what you really need is somebody who can just play that deep middle zone And right now, I think that that's probably the job that's open. I think Chris Miller will throw his hat in the ring. I think Torin Pittman will. Um, Again, Trevor Woods still feels like more of that box type of safety, but who knows. Um, That's what I see. And that's what I'm expecting from uh, this uh, this secondary. I mean, the transfer portal is going to play a big factor. And I think that... It is. It is worth remembering that you expect to see more guys leave early and come in late, because I mean, we just look at the process. I mean, Mark Perry, he's somebody who's just now getting into the uh, into the portal, and he'll get offers for the next few weeks, and then he'll pick one of those offers, and so three weeks from now, (laughs) then he winds up somewhere. And so Colorado has those offers out and it's just waiting and seeing if they land any of these guys and then they can sign them on signing day. So the, the fun part is still to come, I guess is the point. This fun part is still to come. And again, I don't think that it's going to be fun enough to make up for the, the pieces that were lost, but the, the, the potential is still there. The potential is still there. Um, it's going to take, what, four starters? Maybe five starters? And it's tough because you only lost two, but one of them's Christian Gonzalez. And the other's Mark Perry, who, again, last year was not one of their best starters in totality. But you see what he did at the end of the season, and remember that he's got two years of eligibility left. And you say, yeah, he he projects to be that sort of guy going forward. (laughs) You... You either need to find somebody who's NFL draft type material or you need to find a bunch of guys who are big time contributors. And I think that that's more likely for Colorado as they try to make up for these losses. Um, and they could come at any position, really. <laughs> there aren't many positions where you say he he couldn't do it. Um, there's no spot for for that guy. So there we go. That'll do it for today. We'll be back more talking about all this stuff and some other stuff tomorrow. I'll see you then.